Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm Kenny Jacket, and you're listening to the, on average, Wolves Fancast. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week. There's so loads of us this week. We're full house. Bandwagon jumpers. I know. <laughs> Get to the, near the playoffs and everyone wants to come on board. Uh, we've got Luke Thompson. Hello. Hello. It's like a, like a choo-choo train. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Hi. There we go. Uh, Rob Fletcher. Hello. Richard Hobbs. Hello, everyone. Jay Freeman. Hello there. Ben Husband. Hello. There we go. Still keeping your jacket on. Go for that. Go that look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. On the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Derby and um, we're going to be discussing how many points we think Wolves are going to get in their final seven games of the season. Firstly, uh, Kevin Doyle has signed a pre-contract agreement with Colorado Rapids, uh, so we'll be leaving Wolves at the end of the season and join the MLS team in the summer. Um, Kevin Doyle, nearly six years at the club at the end of this, this season. Has he been a good servant to Wolves? Don't rush at Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose he's been a good servant because we've had him for six years. You don't six years at a club nowadays is a lifetime in mm. footballing terms. So, I suppose yeah, we've got a, had a good few number of years out of him. But I think once at the time was right because he probably should have gone two seasons ago. I'd just say but, it's a bit of a like career of two halves. Though was that. Yeah, for the first mm. sort of definitely for the first two years. Well, his first year was the standout player that we had. Um, then once sort of Fletcher came in as well, he sort of drifted off again. And I mean, since we've been relegated, he's been a shadow of the player anyway. Mm. So mm. I think sort of in his second season, he picked up a knee, knee yeah. injury, didn't he? And I think sort of if you look at his progress from there. I think it's really sort of altered him. Well, I think when Doyle got injured, Fletcher came in, didn't he, yeah. for the last few games, and that's pretty much what kept us up because he was scoring goals quite yeah. regularly. Did anyone else see the picture of Fletcher's uh, car? Yeah. New car? Yeah. Not bad, timing. It? It's not bad, is it, really? Mm. I love it how everybody was having a go at him for uh, someone buying something they want because they had the money to buy <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you be rich? Yeah. Um, 
Kevin Doyle seemed to epitomise that lone striker role. I think he was the first player we had in since I can remember who could actually play up front in those early days and do it quite well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at the other strikers on our books at that point, and we had Keo, Iwalumo, and Ebanks Blake, and all of them were quite good with another player next to them, but Doyle seemed to be able to do the work of two men. Um, so I think it was a good sign. I it was definitely a good signing. It's I, I forgot he was on record signing when he came, wasn't it? Yeah, for the, the season. Yeah. It didn't almost feel like that big a risk as well when we signed him. I'd say for the first 18 months, two years, I think he was a, one of our best players. And I mm. think, you know, timing's right. Have you, by the way, have you seen the Colorado Rapids manager? Yeah, um, with his moustache. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm not sure the best way of describing his look. Um, Mexican. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Last um, game he managed, he came out wearing a dicky bow, and he has a quite a curly moustache as well. I'll try and tweet a picture of it later. So there's a, there's another, a character. There's an MLS team. It's something. Um, oh, it's like Milwaukee or something like that. Where every time there's, there's a massive tree in the side of the pitch. Oh yeah, and they start cutting it. There, yeah, right? every time someone scores, they cut a log. A part of this tree and give it to it's the goal scorer. Tim, yes, he's pulled the timbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. literally yeah. a part of this log, literally, and there's a massive chainsaw, and this guy walks up like it's at Wembley Way, <laughs> yeah. and holds it up, and the goal scorer gets that bit of log. That's a proper That is yeah. something that we need to implement now. Is that like we're killing a wolf on the side? Sacrifice a wolf. There's your eighth. That's a slightly downgraded version of someone getting a six pack of Banksy's and then opening <laughs> one can and giving it to the goal scorer. Proper, proper stone cold. Yeah. <laughs> what happened with Kevin Dorland? Why did he seem to go off the radar and go downhill? Was it, was it mainly played. because of Fletcher or no, was it because he under Mick McCarthy? He burns, he burns he, people out, I he, think. He, he, he ruins people. He ruins players, Mick McCarthy does. He's a terrible manager. <laughs> I really don't like it. I don't. And I think, you know, there's several players that we had who were good, then Mick McCarthy just ruined them. And I think that was Dawes' problem. That McCarthy, like Ben said, he was burning him out. If you look at how good he was uh, when we beat Man United, when we ended their unbeaten run, we played up front. It was when Ella Kobe scored or he mm. scored or one of the two. It'll, I've never seen him play that well since. I don't think he'd no. ever get anywhere near that again. No. I just think he, he peaked. I think he probably just peaked when he was at Wolves and then he's mm. just gone back gone back on a downward spiral yeah. pretty much. Mm. I think we talked about it on the podcast for ages, but I always felt like that he'd almost become a midfielder because mm. he, he, I, ne- I don't really remember the last time I've actually sort of saw him have a shot on goal. Well, he did very similar. McCarthy did a very similar thing with Kia, turned mm. them into just strikers that don't score goal midfield, mm. basically mm. midfielders up front, which is what he likes. He should do well in the MLS though, because it's a similar level to the Championship, and on his day, I think he can still. Is it? I mean, if, if, no, it's, is it? It's, it's, it's worse. Yes. Have you seen how many goals Bradley Wright Phillips has scored? <laughs> and he's terrible. Yeah, he's shocking. Right, I mean, it loosely similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call it a massive step. Up. I mean, he will go there and he'll. I would imagine be Colorado's standout player, mm. MVP. Will he be as good as Robbie Keane going no, over there? No, no, no. Because no. he's Keane. got like MVP. Like three years in a row. I hate even saying that. No, no, it's not But, I mean, who else? I mean, who else even plays in America who you could Cap- compare him to? Captain. Davy Vier. Pedestal. Yeah, you know, he'll probably just 
just be on a par with, yeah. with Veer. <laughs> very average. Average football. Doyle Veer. But I mean, if Brad Wrightfield can go over there and, and score X amount, I'm sure Kevin Dorr could get 10 or 15. Do you reckon David Veer could cut it in the Championship? No. No. I saw him. He's gone for, to New York, hasn't he? Yeah, NYCFC, yeah, yeah. which and I saw, is a mouthful. I saw him playing. Um, <laughs> on, the, on the highlights package and he was f- super <laughs> honestly he was brilliant absolutely brilliant. I don't know why he's gone there I really don't know why he's gone there I, I can I, think I, of I, several hundred thousand <laughs> <reasons>. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he should be playing for somebody like Barcelona I saw his goal the other, the other day for them and it was just it was a Champions League goal it was just unreal yeah it's fantastic that's what Kevin Dawes going to do now. He's going to score a Champions yeah. League goal. <laughs> Colorado. Kevin Doyle. <laughs> He'll go on loan to Man City until the season starts. Goodbye to Kevin Doyle. Well, you know, end of the season. We'll talk about more then. But uh, Colorado, here he comes. Another player that's gone out on loan. Um, although Doyle hasn't. Is uh, Sam Ricketts. That's <laughs> 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 what a player that has gone out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sam Ricketts has gone on loan for the rest of the season to Swindon. Is this the end of Sam Ricketts now at Wolves? Yeah, I'd yeah, he's got contracts at the end yeah. of the season, isn't it? As well, um, he clearly still wants to be playing football. Mm. I know um, he's been doing a little bit of coaching, hasn't he, um, at Wolves recently? I don't know how integral he's been or whatever, but he's sort of he's definitely been helping out. But I can't see him coming back to. A, I can't see him retiring this summer, to be honest. He, he seems like he still really wants to play. Mm. How old is he? He's got a bit of 30, 34, 30, I think. Oh, 34. But I'd imagine, I mean, he looks fit. Yeah. So I'd say he's probably still got another three or four years left. I mean, if he uses his brain and maybe steps down to League One. He was I, extremely comfortable last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, as a League One player, mm-hmm. he, was, he was standout. Like, yeah, well, he was in Team of the Year, yeah, wasn't yeah. he? He could go to any team in League One and be good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sam Ricketts was a great deal on both parts. I think now the time for him is to move on. But he came in, he did his job, he you know, sort of mm. steadied the ship mm. in a way with yeah. his duties as captain. And was he a big reason then why we've had this revival? I feel so, yeah. Yeah. Because he was an older head mm. who mm. came into Shepherd the Young Flock. I'm going to yeah. use that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works just about analogy of the night come on, yeah. come on. no he definitely you know it's quite, quite clear to see he had quite a good effect on all of the young players and I don't think you'd have Danny Bat being the player he is this year in terms of his leadership ability without someone like Ricketts uh, best Sam Ricketts moment would it be the goal against Rotherham oh, yeah it's got to be hasn't it it's got to be good <laughs> <laughs> his celebrations as well Oh yeah, you mm. yeah you always oh the uh, the jump tr- on the shoulder yeah. yeah trying to do a leapfrog but couldn't actually yeah. quite make it <laughs> oh maybe next time yeah. <laughs> or I could do this when I was a kid age is creeping up to me now it was just a complete different sort of player to what we'd had to what everyone was so disillusioned with before basically so like a steady head he was consistent worked hard he was just a perfect signing at the yeah. time really mm-hmm. and people were complaining that when he came in he was made captain. Because I think everybody at the time wanted Danny Bart to be there, but with hindsight now, how amazing decision that was by mm-hmm. Kenny Jackett yeah. to make uh, Ricketts captain. Um, and obviously Danny Bart has come in now, and, and, and he's, he's basically captain. I know Sam Ricketts still club captain, yeah. isn't he? Mm-hmm. But Sam, uh, Danny Bart has now kind of taken the mantle over. Um, and that's the end of news this week. Wolves 
but a big win on Friday night in front of the Sky cameras with a 2-0 victory over Derby, which put them firmly in the playoff race. Yes, Brentford and Ipswich got some late results, which annoyed all of us, but it doesn't matter. We got the result we needed, and we're firmly in that chase for promotion. I want to talk about the atmosphere firstly, because it was 27,500, kind of nearly a sellout, especially for a Friday night game on the telly. Uh, but I think Wolvesy quite well doing half price tickets yeah, in the night as well. Yeah, I think that was a really sensible idea, yeah. wasn't it? What, what you, I haven't experienced anything like that for a while at Monu. It, it, the buzz going into the game was this is a big game, and it seemed to re- not only replicate in the stands, but Wolves delivered. Yeah, I mean, because we've bottled it a couple of times this season, haven't we? Especially Huddersfield at home when we have a chance to go top, and we just did not deliver at all. But it was a big game on Friday night, and all the players showed up, and it was a great display. Um, I think the atmosphere definitely helped for that. It reminded me of sort of the 1996-ish time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Remember that sort of era, like when we lost to Palace in in the playoffs, we lost to Norwich in the playoffs, um, when the atmosphere always seemed to be superb Mm. at the Molyneux. You you know, even the North Bank would have a go, the South Bank obviously would generate an atmosphere. But it seemed like, I don't want to say the old days again, because I don't want to say that I'm old, but it did remind me of, of the mid-90s when the atmosphere was ten times better than what I think we've experienced the last three, four, five years. Um, it felt like a playoff match. I yeah. almost felt it was like a knockout game, because I thought if we lose tonight, that's probably the yeah. end of the season. Yeah. So to me, it was almost like a cup game, because I thought if we carry on, we the season finishes here, or it goes on for another few weeks. So I, I, that's what I would compare it to, like a cup game. Um, so start the game off. Derby dominated the game, I thought, for a lot of the parts. Tom Ince probably should have scored. Darren Bench should have probably scored. Anyone notice that Tom Ince was given the freedom of the pitch? Yeah. The first time. Yeah. 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 He, his movement was superb. Read off the ball. He was never stood still. Always moving. Always looking to receive the ball. Um, and I personally feel that we, we struggled to contain him. Mm. Especially when he, when he was on the ball. He, he looked a real threat. And he looked, you know, every time he got the ball, he seemed to cause us trouble. Um, so yeah, I thought he was a standout player for them. I disagree that they dominated the game. I think they dominated possession. Mm. Um, but I mean, if you look at the shots, it was mainly from sort of 20, 25 yards. There was only a couple of times they actually got in behind us. They definitely had more of the ball. Uh, but I still felt that we had a chance of scoring on the break. I, th- I felt like we could create more clear-cut opportunities than they could. I don't know if they were just lacking confidence because they're not scoring goals, but... That was definitely the impression I got. I think the difference was that we were quite solid defensively. Mm. And going forward, our pace was frightening at times. Mm. I thought it was fantastic mm. going forward. I think, as you say, they definitely had a lot more possession than us. But, you know, there's a million one ways to win a football match. And having more possession doesn't mean you're going to score more goals. And frankly, Will Hughes had a very good game. And, he, you know, he's clearly going to go on to big things. But all he did that game was just do one, two touch passes, but it was just left and right. And Wolves just set up, you know, their two banks of four. And if it's 30 yards out, you'd be happy all day as a defender mm. doing that. Because yeah, we know yeah. we've got, you know, and Jackie then... would have drilled into them this week. Just keep your concentration levels, keep your discipline. Because as, as soon as we win that ball back, we are going up the field and we're going to have a good chance of scoring. I mean, if you look at his opposing number like McDonald, mm. he wasn't involved on the ball as much, but you look at some of the passes, he's obviously set up the goal, he's also played that the ball over the top when a phobie's at the I think that's just good. that yeah. might have its own segment later. Sky Sports yeah. called yeah. it, uh, it <laughs> <will>. Clearance? <laughs> <laughs> Clearance? <laughs> yes. 
the greatest managed to clear their lines and then managed to break. And they went, oh, I think we might have done a disservice there. If you've not watched Kevin McDonald at all in the last month, King of Through Balls. King of Through Balls. Thomas Kuzak. Can't catch a ball. That's why I don't think Thomas Kuzak would ever be good at Pokemon. Because he can never catch them all. Can't seem to catch a ball. But can pull off, as Regan says, some fantastic TV saves. Could Derby have killed the game by half time if it wasn't for some of Kuzak's saves? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think that was <clears throat> the difference. I thought both teams, technically on the ball, played well. But I think if you look at the shooting, I thought our shooting was terrible first half. And Derby's shooting, every shot was accurate and on target mm-hmm. and troubled our keeper. I don't remember Lee Grant being troubled, if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that phobia one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. first time volley. Come across. Yes, that yes. That's a good save. Yes. But that's probably but, the only time he was trouble. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, I, I thought Derby trouble every time they had a shot it the trouble the trouble just where we didn't which I thought was the difference in the first half and then I think the difference in the second half was again. I thought I think we was both evenly matched techni- technical wise, mm. but they just made more individual mistakes than we did. Do you think if Kuzak decided to catch some of these balls, which he could comfortably do, he he could really challenge Akimi for Taking off the top when he comes back. Definitely, I think shot stopping. I'd say they're on a par, but with Kuchak, it's more than the catching. I think the command of his area is poor. Yeah, his distribution's poor as well. Yeah, he's got more kicking technique. I think there's there's more to it than than just the catching and and the punching. I mean, it it infuriates me that there's several times over the last few weeks where (coughs) a ball's coming through. And you can see the frustration in the defenders thinking, why isn't he coming there to There was one example of Goldborn stuck it on his chest and it's going towards Kushak. And Kushak's literally stood on his line, mm. not moved a centimetre, and Goldborn's had to clip it back across yeah. out for a throw. Yeah. Akimi would come out and clear Goldborn out as well. He'd just come and take everything. Yeah. He's got a bit of a Michael Oakes about him. This is a very <laughs> yeah. similar situation yeah, yeah. to Michael Oakes yeah. and Matt Murray about 10 years ago. The both very very similar goalkeepers, and the fact he can't catch a ball and stays on his line and his kicking's not brilliant is exactly the same as Michael Oakes. But his shot stopping is second to none. Yeah, I think being so. a shot stopper, it's a prerequisite. But it's a prerequisite for a goalkeeper, isn't it? You know, you get in the FA Cup all the time, don't you? Where you've got a goalkeeper who's pulling off wonder saves because you know that's bottom line for a goalkeeper. The next step up is being, as you say, command your area, you're kicking the way you come out and dominate your area, and I. I think these days Kushak seems to like that compared to Akimi. If you add, like we're saying, could he challenge Akimi? I think he could, but it would be adding a lot to his game. It would be adding kicking, speed of distribution, speed mm. of thought, because I think Akimi's quicker in terms of knowing where the ball's going. Mm. I think he's more like an outfield player in terms of he gets the ball, he already knows where it's going. He's catching, his command. Mm. So, no, I don't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The big uh, controversial decision at the end of the first half was Derby, I'm going to say oddly, had a goal disallowed, pulled back for a free kick, and potentially, what should Danny Bart have been sent off? So, the the question is, gentlemen, should Danny Bart have been sent off, and should it have been a Derby goal to lead half-time? No, it shouldn't have been a goal. He blew mm-hmm. the whistle quite a long time. Yeah, he, he blew the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, he did blow the whistle mm-hmm. and then Kushak kicked it. And, you know, anyone can... Would you no. call it a kick, really? Well, clearly. <laughs> it down, fell on passed. the ball. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. It's a completely different phase. It's not yeah, even like no, it, Ben's gone down and someone's and he's got back up and yeah, put no, it in. I think, I think... How do you know that if the whistle doesn't go, Kushak doesn't take a touch and clear his lines properly? Hmm. Yeah, so. I think for that, I've not really got an issue with the refereeing. But if he's given that decision, which... 
Yeah, and I think it's probably wrong. He's got to send him. I don't know how in the world he hasn't even booked him. I, <laughs> I, I initially thought, because I thought, oh, God, he's going to go there. And I thought, he's given a bit of time here, so he's just thinking about it. And then I thought, oh, God, he's still, he, no, it might just be a booking. And then I was like, no, no, okay. He's that, that's just walked back into the wall. Okay. Everyone be quiet. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Maybe you'll think I'm um, Macaulay or someone. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I think if, if the ref has, if he's given the free kick, he's got to send him off. Do you reckon the ref bottled it? Massive because I watched it on Scarlet because I'm not fully on the bandwagon yet. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but Don Goodman, the amount of times he brought it up, I reckon he mentioned it another forty times during the game. He and hates he, Wolves, and he kept going. I don't want to keep mentioning this red card, but he should have had a red card. And then we'd have another chance, and he'd go, Would they have had that chance if Danny Bathroom was in? Surely someone's got the game recorded. Someone play the game back just for your fancast love and count how many times Don Goodman said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so we went into the second half, and the game opened up for Wolves, and New Adico got the opening goal. I thought, not just the goal, but I thought New Adico actually played quite well mm-hmm. um, in the game. Mm-hmm. Really across that box. Sky really... were absolutely loving him. Was that, yeah. yeah, absolutely, just saying how good he was. How sharp he looked. I like how we've got this difference perfectly. We've got the, yeah. the, the, the real life and the, the TV. It's, it's a real guy. It's a Not playing FIFA. This is good. <laughs> but and it was good to see that we played a 4 4 2 and it worked. Mm. Which was quite. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we've been scared to play that for mm. years and yeah. years and years now. And it's good to see that we actually have the personnel now to be able to pull off the 4 4 2. Which is which is quite promising, but I thought Dico, you know, is superb. I thought a foul B, he surprised me how good he is in the air. Mm-hmm. I don't Fouled think the Derby defender won one header against yeah. him. His aerial ability was absolutely superb. It was a good goal by Dico, though. Not make three of them, I think. Yeah, I think the keeper's got to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's excellent work by McDonald in the first place, wasn't it? Because he, he it's de- it like it was that, yeah. definitely sort of he pounced upon it, didn't it? It wasn't like he just fell straight to his feet. He did see where the pass was going. And you know he had presence of mind to put in Dicko. Because I, I thought he'd, he'd mess it up yeah. when he was when he was running yeah. through and he took it wide. I thought, oh, you idiot! Slowed it down, but yeah. And and then you know the next thing he knocked in the back of the yeah. net. So ten of you picked it up watching it live, but when Dicko went off, he was didn't sit down for the rest of the game. The camera mm. kept focusing on him, and he was leaning over the back of his chair. Just I of... think that was brilliant by oh, Jacket. That fantastic to yeah. so make that change, and yeah. then to go to the four-two-three-one or four-five-one, whatever. Yeah. Um, because Derby, the game, to be they honest. killed us. When once we oh scored, God, it was we, we we sort of switched off, didn't we? And we allowed them to play. I Sat feel we allowed basic, them to play. We basically could have dug a trench on our way to yeah. our box, which is always the Wolves' way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think he did. Exactly. Jackie making that tactical change was won us the game. Yeah, I think because if we would have kept the four four two, I think they would have equalised. I think we'd have lost the game. Yeah, because yeah. it was just if Derby would have scored during that period. It's really hard to then come back mm-hmm. into the game mm-hmm. once yeah. you've decided, well, this is probably it, it was, now. Yeah, so it was really good because he brought on Edwards and Van Le Parra. And like, it almost gave us like two different dimensions for defending because you know Edwards is going to chase it all day. Mm. But Van Le Parra also does quite a good job defensively just because of his pace. Not in terms of getting back, but he scares the life out of your fullback, which is, means he's not going to bomb on. And he just mm. gave them that bit of a mix as they weren't sure whether to stick or twist. Um, I think you say... There's been a couple of times this season when Jackets made a tactical decision and it hasn't paid off. Mm. So, like, against Forrest at home, when we were 1-0 down, he brought on McLinden. Yeah, it was McLinden. Um, and 
all of a sudden we just conceded two in about the space of five minutes afterwards and mm. it just didn't work. But you say, I we could have lost that game if we didn't make those changes. Defensively, I thought we did really well, especially in that second half with uh, Barton Stearman in the middle. Won all mm. the second balls, cleared yeah. it away straight away. The full backs were really good. I don't think I've seen a goalball player better oh, game for us. Superb goalball yeah. model, absolutely superb. Mm. Well, Fantastic player of the season, being there. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think Derby got in behind our defence once, did they? I can't think of one. No, I, I can think of. And I don't know whether it's their tactics, but. They're scared to put a cross in Derby. There was there was that mm. one in the, the first ball. half where Bent, like when they've whipped the ball, across oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Bent slid towards mm. it. He was outside them, but they didn't yeah, give yeah. it, did they? Yeah. But I mean, I can't think of another occasion where they actually got behind us. Yeah. There's a lot of long shots, a lot yeah. of them outside mm-hmm. the 18 yard box. But that just shows how good we were defensively that we were forcing them into shots from long range, which nine times out of ten you're going to go in the stand yeah. or who's actually going to you know take care of, which he did. And then we came to a glorious moment in the game, Lee Grant. With the second goal, I've watched that back, and we've all obviously laughed. Rob, your tweet <laughs> twenty times. But all I can think of is that he's watching the ball. He's conscious that Danny Bart's there, so he's thinking that Danny Bart is going to muscle in for the ball. Mm. Doesn't realise that he's fallen over because he's just looking at the ball. <laughs> so he, because I'm like, you think how slow that ball's going. He can just catch it. Mm. So he must think that Danny Bart's still there. He's going to about to hustle him, so he's going to punch it and then. But it was just amazing because so, the ball came in and clearance it just went high I was thinking oh it's just gone high you know it's going down pitch wait no it's that's not going anywhere at the field it's just gone hang on hang on how is that happening? how has he punched it so it's gone behind yeah the that's what I didn't get just defied physics and I love the size back it took the size back a couple of seconds to realise yeah. it got in but I, I think the whole ground you sort of anticipate just the ref to blow his whistle and give a free kick against yeah. the goalkeeper mm. Even Which, when he's not touched him. Even, even though um, Danny Bart didn't touch him, I'm still surprised he didn't get a free kick. It, no. it's, it's gone that bad now. We've, you only have to breathe near a goal. Because he's ran across him. I, think, I thought the linesman was going to flag and think that he'd like run into him mm. or something mm. and got his, just got it wrong. But I just, I, What is it with Van der Parrot and crosses that what, seem yeah. to somehow go in? Because they're so right. talented. The best Dutchman <laughs> of all time. Correct. Yep. Sticking by it. <laughs> Did you honestly say that? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the first podcast of the season? Yeah. Was it the best which one you've ever seen? No, ever played. And that basically gave Wolves the win. Obviously, after 90 minutes, a lot of time finished and Wolves won 2 0. Stop playing. Uh, Sacco got by the match. Um, I was a bit good he didn't get that last goal. Oh, right yeah, yeah. And it was a classic Rose uh, Z Sacco shot. But Sacco, did, did he deserve on the match? I thought it was a bit like a captain's play. performance, actually, from Sacco. I thought his work rate was brilliant mm, when he was closing down the ball. The way he played was like, he was led by example. He was almost like the second captain on there. Uh, the way he worked in the second half, picked up the ball, didn't give up a tackle or half. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. His tracking back was really good yeah. on thought as well. Mm. You know, he properly put in a shift. There's something about him twirling and dancing in the middle with the ball. It just seems to effortlessly get mm. past people in the, in the centre of the pitch. It's ridiculous. But I was like, oh, Sacco. Will he be 13th goal this season? Mm, yeah. yeah. And yeah. He's, our highest goal. Was he our highest goal last season? <coughs> probably I think was. He was. And he was he the was season before, again. wasn't he? Yeah, it would have been in World Cup. He probably mm. could still get it this season, three years in a row. Yeah. Well, he's leading. Yeah. yeah. By quite a bit as well, isn't he? Yeah, because yeah, Foe was on like, I think Dicko's got about 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who else came out of the game well on, on Ball and Saturday? Mm. Friday
both fullbacks play really well. Yeah. When I say goal ball, it's just. Hmm. I, I, I say I don't think I've seen him play better. No. Um, no, I think that's probably the best game he's played. For I sure. did quite like Jack. I thought Jack Price did well in the midfield, but I also liked how he kept shouting at Will Hughes because obviously Will Hughes, very good young player, and he, you know, he loves Derby, but he does get he was getting really frustrated and just shouted at the referee. You could and you could just see Price just walking over and just shouting at him. It was great for the night. I love that tweet you put up about um, Jack Price looking like a young Roy Keane. Yeah, when I looked at that picture, he did. Mental, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. A big game for Wolves on Friday night, three points. Because, like Ben, you said, if we had lost that game, that probably would have been it out of the race. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, yeah. when you look at how the results went Saturday, I think it would have. I think oh, we've got Saturday. a lot of work to do now, and um, you know, we're only a point off. Two points. I think we've got a lot, to, a lot of work to do now, <laughs> and we're only two points off. Now, imagine if we were five points off, then. I think that just would have been too much and it, it would have killed us and it, it's, you can sort of sense the excitement amongst yeah. the Wolves fans now, it's brilliant. And then on the last day when we miss out, someone shouts up, what for have conceded? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to be radios and didn't that happen to Wolves before, though? Didn't it? Yeah. it happen yeah. a couple of years? It happened. Was, I think yeah. Watford yeah. was actually yeah. Yeah, yeah, and those players yeah. Blackpool, I think, wasn't it? We finished seven. Did we need them to draw or something? Some like some goal difference, I think, didn't we? Yeah, one goal. We needed to win someone shouting. They've conceded. Everyone's like, they're absolutely nuts. No, they haven't. Everyone, literally, on that last game. No one's going to be watching the match. They're all going to be on the phones. Mm. You can see 20,000 20 people on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. What they should do we'll is lose 3-0 at home to Millwall. Yeah. yeah. What they should do is on the advertisement boards, they should have the latest scores pop up so the players can see. Yeah. Them. I need to get, we need to get a move on here, boys. Come on. Pop it, lads. <laughs> uh, and now we're hitting to the international break, which Wolves notoriously do terrible out of. So, yeah. It just kills everything, doesn't yeah. it? It's horrible. I want another game tonight, another game Saturday, just mm. keep playing football. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's annoying because it's come at the worst time, isn't it? Because Wolves are in a momentum run now and uh, it could all break away. So Wolves have seven games to go after the international break and out of those seven games, how many points do we think Wolves are going to get out of a possible 21? Um, the games are uh, Forest away, firstly, on the 3rd of April, which is my birthday, so I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, You're joking, aren't you? Uh, oh, I'm good Friday. Joking. Yeah, on good oh. Friday. It will be a good oh. Friday. Um, back on the Monday, Wolves leads at home. Then we've got a double build of away games against Birmingham and Middlesbrough. Ipswich at home on the 18th, which is on Sky again. Uh, Wigan away. Best uh, night out of all time, Ben. In the world. Yes. And uh, final game this season at home to Millwall. Before we all have a go at each other about how many points and such, let's go around the table and how many points people will think. Luke, I'll start with you, just points-wise. Um, points-wise... Out of 21? Out of 21, my pessimistic head says 11 points. Right. But my head-head <laughs> <laughs> says... Um, 15. 15. Mm. Rob? I was going to say 15 as well, actually. 15. Yeah. Rich? Let me just check the math. I, I, I thought this might come up, so I can't make a quick note. Um, Carry the just, two. Yeah. Can't use two uh, twice. I can't use two again. Yeah. <laughs> 14. Yeah. 14. Jay? 16. 16. Ben? Uh, 15. 15. I've gone for 12. Ooh. Where do people think we're going to win and drop points in these next seven games? Points against Forest. Yeah, I'm against Forest. Lose against Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to see? There we go. There we go. We, can share, we can share between three. Oh, yeah. It's a point against Forest. Forest so for, okay, Forest first. What do we all think? Of I Forest think were absolutely horrendous on Saturday against Norwich. Really? Yeah. And do we think that if we beat oh, Forest, think. that's technically Forest any, any kind of dream? Of Forest are out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always skeptical. I think they'll beat us. I think they'll beat us. Yeah. I've gone for a draw. I'll, I'll take a point. Yeah, that's sort of my thinking. Uh, Leeds at home, I think win. we'll win. win. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll beat them 5-0. We will we'll smash that pessimistic head on. Yeah, that's our <laughs> <laughs> pessimistic head. We'll beat them 5-0. Uh, then we've got Birmingham away, um, which have given us 4,000 tickets for mm-hmm. Win. Yeah, I've gone win. win. I've they gone. are awful. I've gone for draw. They are awful. They've got Clayton Donaldson. They right? played us when it was their manager's first game. So that was like their bump, and they were horrendous, and we still drew. I just can't see them beating us. Cut to us losing. Four Jay, we're gonna have for Birmingham. We'll win. We'll win. I can't see them winning that at all. They're so bad. They're so inconsistent. That I, I, I don't think I'll deal with the pressure. If we we that game in form, I reckon that we'll absolutely batter them. We've not got a bad record at St Andrews either, have we, in recent, yeah, recent years? We even won there, we made that terrible season, we went down, didn't we? 3-0, mm. on the table yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. Evax Blight, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he busted his leg, didn't he? Yeah. Hey, Willoumi broke his leg there as well. Mm. Yeah. Touch wood. Alice Afobi, he's on the goal. Oh, no! I think Dicko played in that game against Blitz. He was absolutely horrendous. Remember when he came in and people were like, who's this? But then the game when we played played Rotherham in the championship, I text my mate saying, if this Dicko scores, I'm f***ing watching Wolves again. (laughs) (laughs) He's the worst player in the world. Yeah, he scored two, didn't he? Or three. Oh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got Middlesbrough away, which will be a massive game. I know we we played them at home, we won 2 0. They they were they were shadow of a side that that were you know how, how good they were but this time around if they're up for that top two they're going to be on form as well especially Patrick Bamford who mm. normally is a very very good player does anyone see the goal against Derby Lovely. Yeah. Mm. yeah such a good goal yeah. have you saw their defensive record yeah like CD 30 I know uh, Wolves and Middlesbrough have got the joint highest clean sheets this season so far with 17 mm. little stat for you right there note it in the pad Rich. <laughs> <laughs> next week <so>. yeah. <laughs> uh, Middlesbrough away what do we think for that one Middlesbrough away I think we can almost afford to lose one game to be honest in our if we've got any chance yeah. I think it's almost got to be Middlesbrough just a few other teams mm-hmm. uh, then Ipswich at home which is a Saturday lunchtime kick off oh, I think we'll win it yeah, yeah. yeah. or oh, it's one of them will Mick McCarthy come back to haunt us and snatch like a 84th minute eagle. Like, like a 95th minute winner. Yeah, just something yeah. horrible. I just oh, really Christoph hope. Head. Oh, it's going to be better. You watch him oh, score. Yeah. You watch him I score. just really hope that Jacket can just out tactic him and beat him like 4 0. Just to prove like people around you, like, oh, I'd love Mick McCarthy oh. back on you. Like, Passion, that's what we need. Still get people who, you know, non Wolves fans still come when you tell them you support Wolves, ah, she never got rid of McCarthy. Even now? Then we've got Ips, not Ips, which we had. Wigan away. Win. I've gone Greatest night out in the world. Wigan away. A hungover win. I've gone for a draw. So I've gone draw as well. Because I just, I, I don't know if where they'll, they'll be relegation yeah. wise. And if they are relegated, last, they're probably their last home game of the season where they want to put on a. But their half form is shocking. It's really bad. Is he playing for Wigan? Yeah, he's got yeah, two, he's, he's got two yeah. free kicks the other week. Jeez. 
Did you see this? He's second freaky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wigan gentlemen. Any? I've gone draw. Draw. Rob. I'd say win. Oh, I'll win. Come, I'll win that one. Win. And final home game this season. Millwall at home. Millwall, I would think, are going to be down by then. Um, and it obviously, it will just depend on where we're at and whether we need that win by four goals to win. To if we players. don't feel, beat Millwall, then we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. No, We've just got to make sure we score four because Ricardo Fuller will score a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that away game when it was 3 0. And I was like, yeah, we've done this now. And then when he went 3 1 straight away, crap, we're going to give this away, aren't we? I turned to my I was in Cardiff on a day out or something. That it went 3 1. I said, you watch it, we are not going to win this game. They're like, oh, come on, you've got ages. No, we're not going to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. 12 to 15 points is enough for Wolves to be in the playoffs. <sighs> the Wolves haven't got the best of runs. With those fixtures, no, other teams got better. I think it depends should, where the points come Have you saw the other teams running, though? I've seen some of them. Of them got, some they've really all got to play each other. Yeah. Yeah. Bar Brentford. Brentford have got a fairly, I won't say easy running, but they've got the best out of the lot. But if you look at all the other teams, they're going to be taking points off each other, which could play into our favour. I feel like Brentford are stuttering a little bit because that last two games now they've been really poor. Millwall, they were awful. Mm. They were lucky to get a point against mm. one of the worst sides in the division. Mm. That'll um, be the surprise package of the season, really, won't they, Brentford? Yeah. You wouldn't have thought Brentford would be a top six team. Yeah. It's not the season. I mean, it's scary to think that you know at the end of the season you might possibly have two promoted teams challenging for the you know you've got two uh, promoted teams challenging for the playoffs mm. um, with us and Brentford, haven't you? Considering they lost the manager as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're so still yeah they're right. still playing for for them, aren't they? Yeah. You, know, you would have thought they'd be like oh yeah whatever now, but they're still going for it. On a, another manager note, Jay, you were uh, Kenny Jack in <coughs> your kind of press world at the end of the day. You noted how what a nice guy he was. He was very calm, very yeah. professional. He, I don't know. Like, have you, I, have you spoken to in your kind of you work for BBC Sport Online? Mm. So you've spoken to other managers previously before a few of them. A yeah. few. So compared to what was he, was he like as a professional in that professional capacity dealing with him? I don't know. It's the first manager I've seen where he's really spoken to you on a human level, and that sounds weird. But there's no spin there. You meet him, and like when I met him, he was sat down. And he immediately got up and shook my hand, asked my name, had like a bit of general chit chat, which I thought was nice. And then like we almost sat down together, and then we talked. And then he gives you some eye contact sometimes. I just felt like you know he deals with people quite well. Mm-hmm. More of a chat than an interview. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, like definitely. And he, he, I mean, I know managers to an extent these days are media trained, but I don't know. There's, there's just a warmth about Jacket, and definitely a professionalism. There's just something where he accommodates you when he speaks to you, and I think that's that's a good characteristic mm. of a manager. But I think maybe that's part of the reason why we're doing so well since he's been down here. He's just that he can deal with people in the press quite. Never seems flustered, does he? I mean, no. I know since he's we've not really had to go through a period where you know he might come under heavy criticism. But did we go through that period in sort of October time, and when we wasn't winning, fans were a bit sort of. Should he stay? Should he go? But even then, he always seemed really calm and intelligent. Like he knew what what he was talking a, about. A good example of that is I saw him after the Fulham FA Cup match when we lost on penalties, and you could tell he was livid. You could tell he was absolutely fuming. But when he spoke, he spoke with thought, and he was calm, and he considered everything he said before he said it. And I thought that was good. He wasn't worried about giving the press a line. He wanted to. Explain mm. himself properly, and I thought that was good. Well, managers that like build themselves on 
you know, being hilarious in post-match interviews. So you McCarthy's and you Holloway. Is it Holloway? Yeah, Holloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded weird when I said it then. Um, <laughs> when it's going badly, they seem so... It just seems horrendous when it's going badly. Like McCarthy, when it's not going well, is no longer funny when he's just churning out cliche after cliche. He, he just, you just become bitter. I think it's really quick to become funny to bitter, whereas Jack, it's just... He answers questions as they're asked. He'll mm. give he'll give an actual answer. Like I was saying to you, if they say, "Well, what went wrong today?" He won't say. He won't give a reason, like a tabloid oh, reason. It, it oh, well, why didn't you play? For example, why didn't you play Lee Evans today? He won't come out and say, "Well, he's not performed in training." He'll say, "Well, we're trying to change the shape. We're looking for different sort of different sort of areas, and we felt like we could, you know, other players would suit it better." Mm. And it's not a story then, because people don't want to write about. It. Jacket changes tactics. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, a story. Yeah. It's not a headline. Yeah. That's why I always mm. find it surreal that um, me and Ben have read this, the, the Family Life and Death and Football book that Michael Calvin wrote. I always find it surreal now when you see Jacket in an interview and he's so serious, and then you read his book and you see him like swearing his head off in half time team talks. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, that is the same person. Mm. Obviously, managers are going to be in their dressing room having to go to players and swearing their head off. But when you see this professionalism that Jacket puts on in the, in, in the media, it's always very surreal to re- read this. What, what did he say? It, it's ridiculous. So, uh, Do you reckon he's got the hair dry treatment in him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You can tell. Not not to be critical, but there's one thing that did strike out. Like He did an interview with us for an hour, and in that hour he said that nothing was happening with Doyle, and he didn't expect anything to happen with Doyle. And then the following day... <laughs> Oh, he's gone to Colorado Rapids. Oh, right. things, like, things like that have happened with Jacket in the last yeah, year. Yeah. He does play his cards close to his chest. Yeah. But I think that's a good tactic to have because if you start going, oh yeah, this might happen or we yeah. might, or this might happen, then there's especially with the social media world, there's this expectation. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't happen, you get people jumping on going, why is this going on? So to kind but of... It might not even be Jacket's decision. Yeah. Well, no, he's technically he's head coach, isn't yeah. he? So in terms so, of transfers, yeah. it's probably not directly from him. But sometimes just denial... And not saying anything is always because then you kind of surprise people and go, Oh, yeah, we're, we're doing that now. It's like when you come home with lipstick on your shirt, isn't it? That's one in the first Denial. 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 There's no spin there. There's no mind games with him. Yeah. It's not like we've got like a top Premier League manager, like, you know, like Mourinho or Van Hal or something who's more interested in themselves, you know, as well as tactics or explaining themselves to the press. I think, I think he's very wary about his job and he wants to come across. Well, for what he does, not for who he is. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he could cut it in the prem? I think he could. You know, I think so. I was, I was a little. Be, I, I was a little worried at the start of the season. He might not be able to cut it completely in the championship, just because his record previously with Millwall. Mm. But I think it's now turned out that just Millwall weren't very good. Um, <laughs> more than he was just he wasn't a great manager. But there's no reason why he can't. You know, I've seen a few tweets on Friday night actually for some Millwall fans and like Millwall blogs and stuff mm. saying it still makes me feel sick hearing them sing Super Kenny Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Kenny Jacket deal with a big stop, and I'm, I'm not I'm not really to sack her to an extent, but I think Ronaldo that, or Bayern. You, you know, that, I'd that, like that, to see him deal with Bayern. <laughs> 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 but that it, that's the Premier League next level, isn't it? It's bringing in a couple of quality players who will demand more money and. Make it. It's like it's like. Well, it's why I think Ancelotti has done such a brilliant job at Real Madrid because he has to kind of keep all those big plays happy and he gets the best out of them at the same time. And that's what if Wolves did get to the Premier League and they have to bring in those players. You want Ancelotti? Yeah, basically. Yeah. 
And if they have to uh, break that wage structure, yeah. it's then keeping mm. everyone else happy and mm. these big star players getting the best out of them. Because that's thing we sort of said about um, Jack is he likes to treat the club's money as he would do his own. Mm-hmm. So he's almost quite protective of what he wants to spend it on. Um, and you say, if he has to spend a lot of money on someone, I'd be, well, I don't know. I think, I think he could. He's been if he spends five million on a player, I've got to the point to now, I'd be like, I will completely trust this guy. Yeah. It's going to be, not will, but it's going to be amazing. He's been it's, reasonably ruthless though this this year. It's not like, you can't see us if he went to the Premiership like, well, I'll still play all this team. Because think about it, Ricketts would play every single mm-hmm. game last year. Yeah, he's gone yeah, up, yeah. he's not good enough, he won't play anymore. Just come out of the team completely. Yeah. And Jacobs. that was it. Jacobs. Yeah. Mm. He's, He's happy enough to get to a level and think, okay, these aren't good enough. They were good enough for me last year, but we need to progress now. So mm-hmm. these won't play anymore. And that's a massive thing. If yeah. you look at it, that's where we struggled with McCarthy, I feel. Yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't yeah. ruthless enough. You reach yeah. a level and then that's the level. Yeah. Whereas Jacket's quite happy to say, okay, thanks for that. See you later. Because it'll be someone like James Henry, will be your next. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be someone like that um, who'll be sort of the next on the chopping board. Oh, Not literally. <laughs> about the future wars. And that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Follow us on at uh, WGFC Fancast on Twitter, Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show, and on the website wallsfancast.com. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website to be built, check out operacreative.com. International break. So we won't have a podcast for a, a couple of weeks. Um, so we'll be back hopefully post Leeds and Forest, but I might be away as well. So I need to try and find somebody to. Uh, in. So for this week, it's Bob from Luke. See you later. Bob from Rob. Cheers, guys. Bob from Rich. Bye. Bob from Jay. Try a bit. Bye from Ben. Evening. <laughs> Just getting the timing right for yeah, people yeah, are listening. Yeah. And it's Bob from me. We'll see you next time. Morning. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.